Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about the five stages of cozy camping. What does that even mean? What does cozy camping even mean? I get this question all the time. So let's start off by addressing cozy camping. What does that even mean? (laughs) Basically, cozy camping is just when you actually feel good, you sleep well, you're relaxed while you're at the campsite. For a lot of people who have grown up outdoors, who love the great outdoors, who don't get cold very easily, who don't mind bugs, this seems like a no-brainer. You're always relaxed outside. You're always comfortable. You're always you're in your element. But for so many others, that's just not quite the case. So on this podcast, I want to talk about what that actually looks like if you are maybe, for example, married to somebody who is in their element when they're outdoors and you're trying to meet them in the middle Or if maybe you're camping curious and you want to figure out a little bit more about whether this lifestyle is for you, what that looks like, and how you can do it enjoyably where you don't feel like you're dreading going out and not having a shower for a couple days, things like that. Let's talk about how you can camp a little bit cozier. So camping cozy is very important to me. I want to give you a little bit of a backstory on why I'm so passionate about cozy camping, why I talk about it so much. So first of all, the word cozy actually comes from some of my background. I'm, uh, I have a lot of Danish heritage and I've actually lived in Denmark for a while. As you can tell from my voice, I am not a Dane, but I did live overseas for a while in my mid twenties. And, um, I, I lived with a Danish family and I had my own apartment with another Dane. So I was completely enveloped in the Danish lifestyle and the Danish culture. I learned the language. I can tell jokes in the language, which is like a sign that you really do know the language. I even had dreams in Danish. And so I feel very confident in my Danish abilities. I still keep in touch with my Danish family over there. But there is one word that really stood out to me and continues to stick out to me. And you might have heard it because it's starting even to come over into the United States. And that word is huga. H-Y-G-G-E. You've probably seen it used a lot of times in the decor industry, in um, anything that's talking about living quarters and decorating and, and making and just creating that environment, whether it's in your office or in your home. You, you'll oftentimes hear decorators talk about wanting it to be hygge, or in Danish it would more accurately be hygge, which means just a cozy, comfortable setting. There's actually no specific translation for it. Cozy is the most direct uh, translation for it, but it's still not exactly what it is. So when I hear the word hygge, having lived over there and been enveloped in this entire culture, here's what I think about. I think about candles being lit inside as you're watching snowfall outside. I think about laughter around a table where you have the, where you're sitting there for about two or three hours and just enjoying it for no good reason other than you just want to sit and unwind at the end of the day. I think about relaxation. I think about self-care. I think, and not in the the type of self-care that you're often hear about over here in the United States. It's really that self-care where you're just, you feel truly at peace and 
balanced and aligned and just good in your own skin in that moment and nothing can feel wrong. Now that doesn't mean that if you're living the Hugo lifestyle that there's not ever going to be things that creep in that stress you out or anything like that. Stressors happen to all of us and they happen every single day and that's just part of life. But what it does mean is that you're intentionally working to continuously get back to that state of being cozy and comfortable and relaxed and just fully present in that moment. When we think about this through a camping lens, um, and I, I've specifically thought about it through a camping lens many times because I did not grow up camping avidly every single summer. We did not. I, the, I think my first night in a travel trailer, I don't think I know, my first night in a travel trailer or in an RV was when I was, um, I'm not going to tell you my age because I can't remember it off the top of my head. I want to say about 32, maybe a little bit older, but I was a mom, a new mom with a two-year-old who had just turned two and a four-month-old. My camping experience started late in life, but it was so important to me. And the reason why I bring it up is because I knew that it took a while for me to get on the road and to be, and to be okay with camping and, and, and traveling in this way. I did grow up traveling. I've always loved traveling. I'm a huge forever advocate of travel, but I grew up traveling by airplane, staying in a hotel. I, um, I did grow up, uh, I went mostly overseas, actually. I did a lot of overseas traveling. And while we would do some roughing it type of trips where we would stay, we stayed in a tree house in, um, in Thailand, for example. We've stayed in, we stayed on a lake in Thailand as well. So you can kind of consider that camping, but it was always different. It was always quick, and it was always um, in that vein of adventure. So when we had our kids, I knew that I wanted to give them that same sense and love for adventure. And so that's why we decided to try our hand at camping. And we got our travel trailer, we went out, and I knew from the very moment that we went out, I had to be able to sleep well, because like I said, I was a new mom with two young kids. That sleep mattered to me big time. I wanted to be able to relax. I did not want to have this uh, as, as you probably hear a lot in the camping world, I did not want it to be a working vacation. I did not want to be cooking the same meals just in a different setting or having to meal prep so much on the front end and then clean up so much on the back end that it didn't even matter that we were on vacation. I still felt drained. I did not want any of that. So cozy camping to me is that consistent state of mind, that consistent effort and intentionality about being comfortable at the campsite and being comfortable also before you go camping, not stressing to get out the door and getting all the meals prepped and all the things, none of that, just being, just casually getting out the door, knowing you have a plan in place, feeling really good, feeling also really okay if you do forget something, and then coming home and slowly unpacking, doing some laundry, and just easing back into life. So this is really important to me because on our last camping trip, we we actually went up not knowing if we were going to have uh, full hookups or not, we ended up having full hookups. That's my preferred camping style. Uh, my husband loves to go dispersed camping, and I don't mind it. I have found ways to make dispersed camping feel a little bit cozier and more comfortable. Um, but we went out there not knowing whether or not we were going to have those hookups. So it made the preparation for the trip a little bit different. When we did get up there, we still, like I said, had full hookups, but we were also outside most of the time. I love when we're camping to be outside as much as possible. And so that meant we had um, watery pants or pants that got wet 
because we're walking in the forest that had dew on it first thing in the morning. So we had more changes of clothes than, than I had maybe anticipated, but it was okay. Just dry them off. It's no big deal. Um, we also wore jackets quite a bit and we used our, we used lots of blankets at night just to stay extra warm and comfortable inside the travel trailer. Even with the heater, we still wanted that, those extra blankets over us because you don't want to overextend your travel trailer heater. So we had a lot of laundry coming home, but we actually planned our trip. So we had two days to come home and unwind and slowly unpack. And it felt so easy breezy. So this podcast episode is all about how to become that cozy camper. And like I said, the five stages of it. And so we're going to start with the first stage, which is for camping newbies who are maybe are what I call the reluctant camper. These are the people who I was sort of like this back about five years ago when we were considering buying our travel trailer for the first time. Um, These are the people who are like, oh, it sounds like it could be fun. I want to make you happy. I love you, sweet husband of mine. However, I just don't think this is going to be my mode of travel. I just don't know how I'm going to like it. The reluctant campers are those who are just really, really, really working hard to get themselves to the point where they actually want to go camping. I have an entire podcast episode all about how to convince a spouse or how to convince yourself to go camping. And this is the exact process that we used as a couple that worked. I mean, look at me now. I have a whole camping business. And so this worked really, really well for us to go through this process together. And um, I, I know that it can work for you. So if you are in that reluctant camper phase, don't worry about it. Don't feel like I, I never say never. I never want to go camping. That's not, does not have to be the case. Go and take a listen to that podcast episode. And I feel like if you go through those same steps, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable hitting the road. So when you do finally hit the road, here's the next stage that I have found many, many, many people in. And I say this having spent many hours, probably too many hours in Facebook groups and talking to campers and talking to people who have been their whole life and who are brand new and everything in between. So the second stage is typically that hesitant camper. You've finally gotten over being reluctant to go and now you're still a little bit hesitant, but you've said yes. And so you know, you know, it's happening. You're going to hit the road and you're kind of wondering, okay, now what? I know that I've got to make the most of it. I've got to be, like I said it before, intentional about being comfortable and making my making my spouse happy, keeping myself happy, keeping my family happy. What is this even going to look like? You're a little bit hesitant, but you're doing it. You're doing it. And when you finally hit the road for the first time, that's when you move into stage three, which is what I call camping curious. This is where you'll find yourself often on the road, Googling weird things or trying to figure out what to, how do you can make this experience more fun for your kids, how you can start to adopt a more, a more positive mindset around, um, around camping. What is this really going to look like? Maybe, and actually, I think that this happens before you hit the road. So this often is like the nights leading up to it. What is my campsite going to look like? Are we going to have neighbors? What are those neighbors going to be like? And you start to be really curious about it. What kind of amenities are we going to have where we're going? If we're not going to have any amenities, what's the landscape going to be like? What kind of activities can my kids do? What kind of food should we eat for the season? All these different questions start running through your head and you start to become really curious about what to expect. 
I find that I go through this every single time we go to a new campground. I often will go back to the stage three camping curious mindset where I'm just looking up so many different reviews. This last trip that we went on, I was looking up reviews and I saw that there are skunks that come around the campfire and sure enough there were, but boy, it was, I really am a preparer. So I like to know that, okay, there could be some skunks around the campfire. What are we going to do if we see a skunk? I actually, this is a funny side story, but we did eventually see that skunk come over to our campfire on the last night and, um, he was not bashful. And I have this video. I was like, oh, I'm going to take the video of the skunk coming over because we'd heard him the night before and just seen him through the window, but we hadn't been outside when he came around. Well, this night we were outside and so I wanted my video proof that we saw the skunk around the campfire. Like I told everyone we were going to, because I was in that camping curious stage and I did not realize how unafraid of humans skunks are, which is probably a good thing because then they don't spray, but, uh, or he didn't in, in any case, but I started to take a video and he never stopped coming towards me <laughs> on this video. All you hear is me kind of squealing, getting up, jumping back. It's just, it's a funny, funny little video that we have, but that's when you're in that camping curious state because you're researching and you want to know a little bit more about what to expect. The next stage is the minimalist cozy stage. And actually, I'm just going to I'm just going to say the last two stages all together because some people never move out of that minimalist stage and that's a-okay. The minimalist stage and then there's also the comfortable camper stage. So, the minimalist stage are the people who they kind of prefer the roughing it. They realize that maybe they were wrong about how uncomfortable it can be to be outside, or maybe they only want to camp in perfect conditions where they know that it's not going to be crazy cold, crazy windy, anything like that. And they work really hard to plan their trips around the weather. That's fine. If you're in that stage and you plan your trips where you know that you're going to be feeling your best, you know that it's not going to be snowy, you know it's not, it's probably not going to be like some crazy fluke weather then uh, you might be in that minimalist stage where you're like, I just don't want to have to unpack at the end of it. I want to bring as little as possible, live off as little as we need, and just be comfortable knowing that I'm not overpacking. I'm not putting on too much weight into the trailer. I'm not you know, having to unpack a thousand things from the car. That minimalist camping is really beautiful because it really lets you take in what's around you and really embrace that the natural vibes and embrace the environment around you. Minimalist campers usually will have somewhere to sleep where they know that they can be warm. I should say minimalist cozy campers have somewhere to sleep where they know that they can be warm. They'll have some form of shelter. They'll have their basic foods, basic provisions. They're not cooking anything extraordinary. Uh, and then, and that's it. And then they're just very happy with where they're at and they can just make do with whatever is around them. This is such a great stage and such a great mindset to live in when you're camping because it lets you really, like I said, just inhale and absorb all that's around you and the different places that you're seeing. I also have stage five as a comfortable camper. And I'll say that this is probably where I live the most. Maybe a lot of people call this glamping. Um, I don't think it's truly glamping as much as you just bring along those creature comforts that you know that you're going to want and that are going to make you happy. And I truly, truly believe and stand by there is nothing wrong with being a comfortable, cozy camper. 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting a little bit of a plush blanket to snuggle up and around the campfire. There is nothing wrong with wanting to bring along some extra food that you want to have some fun making while you're around the campfire and trying something new. There's nothing wrong with bringing along maybe one extra jacket so you have an extra layer opportunity if you, you know, if the temperature is going to fluctuate a lot from the from the midday to the evening. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I want to encourage everybody listening to give yourself grace that if you are in that camp, you are still a camper, you're still allowed to be outside, no one's going to judge you, and just go and explore. That's all anybody really wants is just to go and explore. And if anybody does judge you, who cares? Who truly cares? Like I said at the beginning of this episode, you're such a stipulation in the outdoor industry where all you see are these people who are um, going down the black diamond slopes. You don't see ads for people going down the bunny slope, but that doesn't mean that they not everybody starts at the bunny slope. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with staying on the bunny slope. If that's where you want to be, then stay on the bunny slope. Who cares? The same is true with camping. You do you. As long as you are preserving the environment around you, being you know as intentional as you can be to protect it, As long as you're being careful with the wildlife and you're being really respectful of your neighbors, who cares what you do? And if you have an extra layer on, or if you bring along a fluffy blanket or whatever it is that you want to do to be a little bit more comfortable, as long as you are living that hygge lifestyle where you are there absorbing and being very intentional about feeling good and embracing what is around you and and just being in the moment, you do you. So I hope that this helps. We are creating and about to release a box, a new box, and this one's going to be a subscription box. I don't think I've ever been more excited about this box than I have other boxes that we've created. I love all of our boxes, of course. I am a product of all the products, and um, that means that I use them all and I've tried them all. And we have some really, really great boxes out there, but this one is going to be a subscription box because I'm constantly finding new fun ways to make camping feel just a little bit more comfortable and to live in that both minimalist and um, also the comfortable stages of camping where you can really just exhale, unwind, be relaxed, not worry about stressing on the front end or the back end of your trip. You are just there and you're loving nature, but also still sleeping really well at night and feeling your absolute best. So this box is meant for women. I'm designing it for women who are like me, who uh, who like creature comforts. And inside each box, there's going to be a product that's going to be reusable. There's going to be a product that's going to be consumable. Now, consumable does not always mean food. It can sometimes, but it can also be a good book that you can read around the campfire or it can be, you know, really luxurious fire starters that you might not buy for yourself, but you absolutely love and you can smell them when you burn them and they're just delicious. Things like that. That's what I mean by consumable. And then the final thing, there's going to be something that's seasonal. So there's something really fun about camping in each season. And I want to really encourage everybody to get out and try camping in all of the seasons. One of my absolute favorite trips was in the snow and I don't like to be cold, but it was the trip of a lifetime. And so I want to encourage women uh, to get out more with their families in all seasons and just to embrace that Hugo lifestyle. And this box is going to do that. So if you're interested, go to cruisingandcampfires.com, click on the join button and 
right there. You can put your name on and you will be notified when we launch in just about a week or two. So I hope to see your name on that list. It's going to be such a great box. I know you're going to love it. But in the meantime, I hope that you start planning some fun trips and you hit the road camping soon. I would love to see all your camping pictures. So if you feel up for it, tag me at Chris and Campfires on Instagram. I would love to connect with you there and happy camping. <laughs>